Just to clarify, and we're already recording, welcome everyone to the rest of the review and to show you how professional we are. Uh, we're talking about Tajiri today, right, Dylan? Or are we doing a chat episode? We're talking about Tajiri today. Phew! And, uh, it I'm is very true what you said off air, John. You do have to come out as straight nowadays. John's been talking about that quite a bit off air. I have so I been. I, to... I want everyone to know that the rest of the review has finally found uh, its new direction, and that direction mm. is men's rights advocacy. Ooh. Guys. Why the fuck are we growing weird dry beards? Why the fuck aren't we appearing to be that weird? We take HGH, but we're still fucking fat. Well, I want to be one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be one of those guys who takes HGH, but your body's just like genetically weird. So my head just keeps on growing. If me and yeah, John yeah, yeah. grew HGH, we'd just have like big wrists. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big it's wrists. Just our wrist bone would be so big. We'd have big wrists. And also, weirdly, our ball sacks would be very droopy. I, I would get that kind of steroids. Excuse me. Uh, do your ball sacks look like elephant's ears? Yeah, that's goddamn right, bitch. And oh, we call everyone bitch. Uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, Dylan... Um, Dylan is uh, currently on uh, uh, was on hold for over two hours with Via Rail. That's the Canadian Rail Network, and they of course picked up just as we started recording. So, ladies and gentlemen, enough of Dylan got train admin. What did he lose on the train, by the way, guys? His virginity. Oh my God! Dylan no longer has his V card. How does he have a son? Nobody knows. Um, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about fucking Yoshihiro. Tajiri. Uh, I think possibly, if not definitely, um, the best wrestler of ECW's final chapter. Uh, you guys may not know this, and I'm sure he had a career before or after, but we are focusing purely on Yoshiro Tajiri's ECW career in this episode. For those of you uh, who have the Patreon, by the way, Dylan is filleting an invisible man. He is ghost filleting. Oh, you secret. Oh, is he fingering himself? Dylan's fingering himself. Um... We're very mature here. Uh, so here's all I know uh, about Tajiri is he was essentially brought in to be kind of like the like if uh, ECW had Hulk Hogan style monsters. Dylan is now full sucking off a water bottle. And you know who else sucked things off? That's Cyrus when he controlled the network, the faction in ECW that Tajiri was a part of. Um, Dylan is now getting up and he's walking away from camera. Oh, he's, he's indicating that the bottle of water would go in his asshole, but hilariously, he couldn't find his ass because he's a no-ass-having Irish fuck. So it's actually, he, he positioned the uh, water bottle at the small of his back. It's basically, he's intimating that if we have penises, he wants us to rub, he wants us to smush the heads of our penises into the small of his back. Now, for Dylan, that's even funnier because that would be right on his uh, tattoo that says Delicious because Dylan did a, a web series and they didn't properly budget the sound editing. And so Dylan had to uh, be a fucking hero, had to be a fucking hero and get a stramp, tramp stamp. So please head on over to Twitter and uh, tweet at Dylan Got Dylan at Dylan Got. Let me see that tram stamp. Baby. But we're not here to talk about fucking tramps or stamps. We are here to talk about the tarantula himself. Let's just start again. But Absolutely that was not. The most helpful person I've ever had on a phone. Absolutely she not. We're not so starting again. Bro. Because that was absolutely fantastic, fun riffing, and I had a great time. Go ahead. Welcome to the program now, Dylan Gott. The small of your back has been mushed by our cockheads. You've sucked us off. You fingered us. We fucked mm. you. 
We're all we've all we're all psoriasis medication. Well, oh done, yeah, bro. the sexiest of all skin creams. Fuck, <laughs> I love it. I love getting I fucking, fucking ripped in the ass with psoriasis medication. Oh yeah. Oh, I can feel my overworking immune system be suppressed by the creams. <laughs> Stop working so hard, immune system. Take a take little a fucking break. Take a head. little fucking break, you dumb fuck. Uh, so, Dylan, did you retrieve your merch from Via Rail? No, and here's what I did. So Go here's ahead. what I did. It was I told them, because I didn't want to be like, yeah, it's a bunch of posters. One of them says, thank you, and I look like a pervert. And the other one says, fuck you, and I look like a pervert again. So yeah, I told yeah. them I was an artist, and it was my portfolio, and this woman reacted like I had left my child on the train. Can I say this right <laughs> now? Can I say this right now? When she discovers that those posters are just a bunch of uh, things that are printed that say fuck you on it, she is going to burn down the National Art Gallery. Hey, technically I lost a lot of money because I can sell them for quite a bit at shows, um, but in reality, not that much money. Yeah. Mostly the portfolio that my wife got me, where it's like, and it is, she is right. It was better than carrying them around in a shopping bag like I used to. <laughs> Once again, my wife was like, why don't you do this nice thing? And I was like, that'd be fucking stupid. Why you got to make everything nice? And then I was like, well, this is much better. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, it's, a, the, by the way, that is the, that is a typical Wash my thing. Feet. That's a very typical thing of the po people that were, we were poor at a certain time. We're, we're just, we were poor We've at a certain poor. time and for too long. So we have a certain, mm. like, our base level is no, like, well, this, this doesn't hurt. Why are we doing it? Uh, I truly think people should not have money for, like, it should be like, you can't have money for two years. For two years, you have to be like, oh, my protein is tuna. And you have to do that whole thing where you're like, has it been too long? Has it? Have I eaten tuna too recently and I'm risking mercury poison? Because I do need more protein in my body. Oh, yeah. okay, sweet. It's been three days. I can eat tuna again. You need. I think that you need to be always at a baseline when someone says, I'm going to get a hotel. There's a part of you in your brain where it's like, look at this fucking king getting a hotel. Okay, you know you buddy. Just... I guess we can't sleep in the dirt. Yeah, I guess you didn't know you can't fucking you can sleep at train stations. All you do is you just smoke a lot of cigarettes until you're so tired that you don't care about the germs. And then you just lie there. <laughs> You know what I think the perfect human being would be is the perfect Me. human being would be trying to go full time as an artist immediately. Like you're 22 and you're like, I'm going to go full time as an actor or whatever. So you have no fucking money. And then you quit after two years and you get like a job that helps people. And then that is like if you people say teachers and um, social workers don't make a lot of money. If you did stand up comedy and tried to live off of it for two years like right when you shouldn't have and then went to be a social worker you're a millionaire as far as you're concerned like you would just be like eating cans of beans and being like look at these losers with their purses i have an old bag i found in a tunnel yeah hey get this fucking shit out of your fucking head get this i can just get a coffee at a coffee shop mm. That still, I still still go blows to my mind. Still, still fucking blows, blows my, yeah. my mind. The, the idea <laughs> that I can walk into. Look what I'm doing right now. Oh, this is buddy. you. What I did, I I, you I rolled this, up on this mug's full of my piss. <laughs> <laughs> I walked up to some guy who had two lattes at Starbucks. I was like, "Can you nut in this? I'm pretty sure that's a one bean." Um, no, but this is. This is hotel coffee. Of course it I is. Pretty much physically assaulted the uh, nice house care lady. 
for a bunch of free pods. Oh, of course. Yeah, can you give me 80 I'm not pods? 3 bucks. I'm not Why? Why? Uh because I'm not going to eat any food today because I get a free dinner at the club. So I'm going to get jacked on caffeine as a hunger distraction. Oh, buddy, we do. And it's at a nice The Ottawa Yuck Yucks that I'm playing is at a nice Italian restaurant. It's almost like it's really good. It Once again, a, it is a, nice... a Yuck Yucks, so it is like <laughs> at a highway. It's just a highway stop. It first of all is not, not a highway yuck stop, yucks. not a highway stop. It is the uh, junction of Carling and Richmond in Ottawa. Dylan is it's playing true. in my hometown. He is close. He is close to what I always referred to as the pedophile mall, Lincoln Suck Fields. Corner. Uh, Suck Corner. Uh, Lincoln Fields is because it only ever just had a grocery store and then a Walmart and then a full top floor that was empty except for a bootleg record store. And the amount of old men with long hair you'd see there in the 90s just shuffling. Like just absolutely. You want some candy? That kind of place. You know what I mean? Um, Back when. And this is something I think that is dead and should be revived. Go ahead. Old guys still tried to dress exactly like they did in high school. Oh, yeah. And also, now it's he- like, I'm, I'm fucking 43. I'm still young. I'm going to keep up with the kids. It's like, no, man. You no, man. should still be wearing Echo jeans. So we know you. how yeah, old oh my you are. God. Even if you aged Get well. Get the FUBU you look on, fuck. you fuck. Yeah, Put it exactly. on. Put on a yeah, headband. I'm telling people how old I am. I'm bald. I still dr- I'm still dressing like I did when I was 15. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you dressed fucking great. You dressed like you operated a uh, a small sure paper a concern. A small of paper concern. Yeah. Um. Are we going to talk about Tajiri or let's just make this a chat episode? You fucking bitch. I want to talk about Tajiri. I do too. Tajiri I fucking love him. Straight ahead I think guy. He is the fucking best. I think that they absolutely missed a fucking trick. I don't give a shit what anyone says about Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn, fuck you. The fucking matches that could have saved ECW. Tajiri, Rob, uh, Rob Van Dam. Why don't we have that fucking match? The Tarantula versus the Van Daminator. Everyone suck me. Dylan, Tajiri suck me. Was, Dylan, come here and suck my dick. Dylan. Tajiri was duality of being at the exact right duality. time. Duality. What too the early. fuck? Yes, you're 100% correct. Because he is. Yeah. Vince McMahon saw a small uh, Japanese man with good um, comedic timing and was like, that I went I've been waiting for this. And oh, my God. His name will be Pearl Harbor on the ah. first episode. We blow him up. Okay, ah. here's a bunch of sounds. This will be how he talks. We can't do that. No sounds. Yeah. Sounds like think are good. Linda, get me the tape. I'm going to do my impression for him. No, Vince. Okay, no. We're going to watch all these Looney Tunes cartoons I bought that they tried to burn. Ha, 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 ha. Hello, Yoshihiro. Would you like to watch Madam Butterfly with me? I believe it's about your country. <laughs> okay, so your tag team partner is Mickey Rooney. Yeah. And he's playing the character he did in whatever that movie is. Breakfast. You will walk out to every fucking lyric to the musical Miss Saigon. (laughs) But that is, it's his dream. And also like, obviously Tajiri is amazing. And um, he, like a lot of artists. Oh, benefited from the fact that he, this man did not want to be a Japanese professional wrestler. He didn't really want to wrestle in Japan. He wanted to wrestle in Mexico, which he did and became fluent in Spanish and that obviously helped him with his matches was super crazy. And he says a big part of his career that really helped was 
when he went to ECW and he was wrestling super crazy, he was trying to be a luchador, and then he saw what super crazy was doing, and he said, well, I can't fucking do that, so he just started doing the kicks. Literally, that's what he did. He was like, well, I can't there's, I can't be better than this guy. This guy is way better than me. He, I can do these things, which is such a smart thing where you recognize I can do the same things he does, but he can do them way easier than I can. Yeah. So he can do them with charisma, which I think a lot like the young bucks are just so good that they can do the things they can do are genuinely so impressive. You'll just watch them. But then you get guys like Rob Van Dam and you get guys like, I think Sammy Guevara follows under this too, where they can do the things that everyone can do so easily. They can be like, Oh, I'll just taunt beforehand because I'm so confident. I so I, I actually kind of agree. And I th- I'm going to sort of differ. I'm going to differ from your point to make a bigger point. I actually think the young stronger, more alpha point. Of course, I'm gonna make a Mr. I'm gonna make a Liver King style point. Uh, <laughs> I'm shirtless. I'm with my wife, who seems ashamed. Yeah, I'm shirtless. I'm with my wife at all podcast appearances, and I keep claiming these two men are my sons, but they are clearly changing in my Instagram posts. Who is else is ready <laughs> for the eventual murder suicide to claim Liver King? Because that's where we're headed with Instagram influencers He's, and my smart money. That is true. Liver King, he's taken out the liver family. He's going to be found covered in blood in the wood. The tenant of the primate 11 is to fucking kill your family. I want to know so much about that guy. So we should. Oh, do, you let you we could just like I could just do like talk I could about do. these weird influencers because like. Oh, my God. King, yes. Liver the, King is so clearly a rich man. Like yes. He's so clearly like he's like just here's the main. Influ- here's the main thing you should do is get do all these like designer steroids and have your own doctor that designs them for your body and also have a 90 acre field that's specifically built for you to do lunges. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Also, like if someone is wearing shorts around the world, they have over a million dollars. Uh, we are doing that idea. <laughs> we are making the influencer review. We're fucking doing that is such a fucking good idea. Uh, launching the new wrestlers. We're doing pretend the inf- everything is real, and if you ask them if it's fake, they look you in the eye and lie. They are oh my god, the new yeah. wrestlers. Yeah, I I've met Logan Paul. Really, black guy? No, not true at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, imagine it's, it's so fake. I feel like Logan Paul is like Logan Paul is like um who do you call, who who would you say? I want to say that he's like Brody. He's the Bruiser Brody of influencers because he's pretty freely admitting what he does is bullshit, but not coming out and saying it like bruiser brody you could find a bunch of interviews where he's essentially breaking kayfabe but not doing it like he's doing out of character yeah. interviews, but just I know as exactly. bruiser brody and he'll be like oh i only act like that in the wrestling arena because i need to to intimidate my opponent but it's like no you're out of character uh, but back to your point about the young bucks the young bucks i think much like tajiri recognize their money. i can do all the stuff that a whoa is that your dong uh a rob van dam uh could do but i don't think that you whoa the whoa oh saucy oh that fucking laugh um i don't think that the young bucks can do it with the level of charisma that they think they can i find the young bucks matches always a nice solid seven out of ten and here is why interesting is that you go this is gonna be fun and then you're like this was fun. It is like it does. 
for old men like us, it does take me out of the match. No, I am. Easily I, they do things. I don't have kids. I am not as old as you. We might be the same age, but if you have a kid, you are just 10 years older than me now. I know responsibility. You do know responsibility, Dylan. I ate cream cheese on crackers last night at two in the morning because I forgot I had dinner <laughs> and I was trying to identify why I was so filled with anger. And then I was like, oh, you haven't eaten in nine hours. And then I ate. <laughs> took a sh- I ate, took a big shit. You know, and like eat a little bit of food and it locks did that and slept like a fucking baby, baby. Yeah, but I, what I mean by old is like we are from a point where we're getting cl- and music wise and everything wise, we're get, we're close to that thing where it's like back in my day when I oh, was young, things yeah. were better. Very so much. That's what I mean by old. Like we remember Jeez. when wrestling, like the way we grew up on wrestling. It's hard to be like, oh yeah, the Young Bucks have a great match where clearly the it's it's just more about how athletic they are rather than a personal issue between them and the other wrestlers. Yeah, it's very much like we have a storyline. They're gonna go into this wrestling. They're gonna go in this ring and do some stuff that you're gonna be like, wow, and then they're gonna continue on the storyline. And I, for my money, I would. I am a big fan of if there's sort of po- like if there's two poles where it's Tony Khan on one side, Jim Cornette's on the other. I'm decidedly in the mill, which yeah. is why I love a wrestler like Hiro Tajiri. He's my mm. hero, is because I don't think he's ever had any flat-out personal conflicts. Though I don't think he ever has. I think what he actually no. I, well, he did he in ECW. Was, him and Super Crazy is one of the first feuds ever, where the whole selling point was, look at how cool these guys are in the ring. Like yeah, do you remember it was like I, completely, it was and it was the best selling point. And then RVD versus fucking Jerry um, Lynn. But Jerry you're missing. Lynn. They would also do it. They would do it. A tr- they would do a three way match occasionally, also because they did an ECW one night stand with, with Guido. Yeah, with little Guido. But again, you're completely right in that that was an ECW innovation. The difference was, and the difference is moving forward from those matches with Super Crazy and Tajiri, is that it delivered. It was like, yo, you want to see crazy shit? We're moving away from tables, and now these motherfuckers are going to just kick the fuck out of each other. And you're like, wait, what? And then it's like, yeah. holy shit. Because the other thing that no one talks about with Tajiri is that he is the biggest innovator ever because the tarantula is a move that, in 1999, where everyone was DT, DDTing everyone to try and look like they were a high-impact wrestler, he just figured out, if I use the ropes, which no one has ever done, I'm going to come across like a terrifying genius, and he did, and it did. I think that wrestling right now could use five guys like Tajiri, which is exactly correct. Good comedic timing, incredibly intimidating when he needs to be, really versatile look, knows exactly what he's capable of in the ring, and is totally fine being mid-card to upper mid-card. We need more also of these the guys. Also, I mean, oh, the kicks. He oh. inve- the kicks are hey. every Hi-ya. single person has copied those, and now it's everyone's. We just talked yeah. about the Young Bucks. Like The Young yeah. Bucks just took the, yeah. the leg slap that Tajiri did changed wrestling like you could say if you're an old piece of shit you probably maybe say it's for the worse i think it's just you changed it and it's i think it's good i everyone, also think- everyone did it it was like from him and then no one wants to hear this but test did it too test was one of the guys who was a really good leg slapper absolutely but what they're all what you're also not saying is his kicks look different than everyone else's kicks tajiri was mm. i think of that period of time was essentially very much a forerunner for the type of wrestling we have now but you know what he's getting in the ring and just like like it was just so fucking violent looking and the way he would do those drop kicks two feet low to the fucking Mm -hmm. face jesus 
Also, it's the first yeah. time you saw someone doing standing kicks to a prone wrestler on the ground in that way. And it was also the first time, let's be totally honest, that we were seeing a Japanese wrestler in America. And the gimmick wasn't, they are a ninja and well-versed in the samurai arts. It was just like, this guy's kind of scary and he's got a flag on his trunk. So we're probably going to say something pretty crazy on commentary. So strap it. <laughs> No, his his gimmick was that he was he was part of Father James Mitchell's stable, so it's like he was just Satan. He loves Satan. Here's an Asian guy. If he fucking he's fucking loves Satan, man. I always interpreted it as uh, uh, the Reverend James Mitchell is evil. He has turned Mickey Ripperick against the uh, audience and convinced him that he's like an emo demon. And Tajiri is Japanese, and this is wrestling, and we all know what that means. He's evil too. Get in the ring. <laughs> Well, he was kind of his character to end up being just sort of like the great Muda, which everyone was. I absolutely disagree. Everyone, fuck it. I am the only nerd that in COVID literally watched a bunch of the TV and the paper reviews around the great Muda's run. They are very different characters. The great Muda is a lot closer to Kane or the Undertaker. There's all this sort of like, what is the mist? Who is this guy? Really? Oh, and Tajiri is like, like, literally, it's Joey Styles going like, I think this guy just fucked a car. I don't know what's going to go on. Yeah, and this is also a time in ECW where he starts out where it's like the, oh, hey, we have to have one good match on the card is just Tajiri and Super Crazy and Little Guido and then just pairing up those three combinations and sometimes having triple threat matches. Yeah. So like, that's and it. also, like, let, let me just say this, Little Guido, man, is he the pickle in a bag with a sandwich. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, I mean, this is fine that he's here, but no one's like, I'll tell you what this match needs. A guy going like this. <laughs> well, also, I like little Guido because he's the guy who was like, for the Royal Rumble, they were like, uh, do you want Goldberg to kill you? And Guido's like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> that Royal Rumble spear is like the crazy, one of the craziest spots in wrestling history where it's like, this guy's four times my size and he's jacked on roids and he truly believes that he could win the heavyweight title of the world. Yeah, he could kill me. When, I don't remember this Royal Rumble you. spot at all. Look at look up Nunzio and Goldberg Royal Rumble spear. Um, so Tajiri, um, what fucking point was it before I got fucking cucked in the mind? Whoa! Perfect thing for Tajiri, and this is like I listened to this interview with Tajiri, and it really was like, oh, I'm not a good comedian, weirdly, because he goes to Japan, he learns how to wrestle in Japan, and then he goes to Mexico, and rather than being like, I'm already a professional wrestler in Japan, he goes to Mexico, and then he gets retrained by Silver King. Like, he gets retrained. He fully goes like, okay, well, how do I do this? Can I just say this about Silver King? Best wrestling name, worst wrestling appearance. He just he comes out as a cowboy? Fuck you. Where's your crown? <laughs> the king. You're the king. Thank you. You're the king. What the fuck? No, I like it. Yeah, you would. You like people that are daring. I'm <laughs> but I don't he have does a, say, I don't uh, have Tajiri, this is the gun. thing. He says, he's like, did you emulate my great Muda? And he's like, no, man. It was just like a natural. He said it was like a natural uh, evolution of him being with Father James Mitchell, which is crazy. And it's like, he's also believe like a really a cruiserweight who's legit under 200 you couldn't even list this guy as being over 200 pounds no but it's again but he had an intimate like the way that he was presented the way well, he walked yeah that's what i was getting to is like yeah. he's the first guy where it's like oh yeah this guy could beat up the rock it's why i fucking, fucking think it's the thing if you compare it to jerry to jerry lynn and jerry lynn gets so much more fucking ball washing in ecw than to jerry and jerry deserves it so well, much he more needs it. jerry lynn needs it 
No, he doesn't. Jerry Lynn's fine. No, He's got a Jerry job. Lynn is, Jerry Lynn needs it because Jerry, Tajiri, you can put him on TV. <coughs> Here's a match with Tajiri. Tajiri squash match. And then you're like, yeah. I'm in, whatever. Jerry Lynn needs people constantly talking about because Jerry Lynn, here's a little secret about Jerry Lynn. He's a really good wrestler. He's a fucking boring man. Yeah. He's, he's the most boring. Yeah. He's also kind of a boring wrestler. I got news for you. It's he's, he's boring. He's fine. But like I everyone's like, those Rob Van Dam matches. It's like, yeah, I love Rob Van Dam too, man. But like those Rob Van Dam matches are just like I'm trying to find out something like a non in wrestling, but it'd be like if the it's just like Rob Van Dam is great, and uh, Jerry Lynn is just like I'll make this make sense. Do you know what I mean? Like Rob yeah. Van Dam has nine hundred ideas, and Jerry Lynn's like, okay, I'll format this into a wrestling match. And yeah, Rob Jerry Lynn's boring. He'd like, be like, how about um, I fucking bro? How about I fucking kick you in your fucking ugly face, dog? And he's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll make that into a wrestling. Okay, and then maybe we'll do this. Yeah, and then after that, I fucking spin, right? I'm yeah. fucking spinning. And maybe my dick falls out? Your dick doesn't fall out. But look, what if my dick fell out? Yeah, no yeah. dick. You keep your dick in your pants. Okay, okay Jer, I guess we'll have Jer, that in Jerry Jer, Loser. Jer, how about this, though? My dick falls out. My dick's holding the joint. We smoke a joint together. Then we fucking make <laughs> each other, I put a joint in the fucking mouth of my cock. Yeah, bro. What's that called? Bro. The fucking pee hole? Yeah, I, I fucking know. urethra. Yeah, okay. If you want to get fucking, whoa! I didn't with fucking it, realize we were in fucking France. You fucking loser! Oh, put God, on your fucking circle. You put on your Barrett hat. Match stops. I fucking tell you a bunch of shit like how the banking system really works. Yeah, That's I the fucking. Other thing. I grab the mic. I fucking tell the crowd what's it really like. Jerry, are you aware of something called Brexit? You don't know about it now because it's 1999, but let me tell you something. <laughs> Old Rob Van Dam, I'm into something called change, baby. Okay, and then I fucking stop and I say a bunch of the most like fucking messed up Beavis and Butthead quotes. <laughs> Can I just say this right Beavis now? Beavis and Butthead shit, and then you, right, you leave. I am so nostalgic for late 90s weed conspiracy theorists. Did you understand how much more fun conspiracy theories were fucking 22, 23 years? Oh, so good. He used to be talking about the moon landing. Now he's like, I find that we're a bit too expansionist. You're like, shut the fuck up, Joe. Joe, shut the fuck up. Joe Rogan did this, and it's still, I think it's still on Netflix. Into his 40s, Joe Rogan thoroughly believed in Big. Oh yeah, it was like. Oh, but that's. A but that, I have to I'm clarify to something. I have to clarify something. That's an American thing. So you know how like all Canadians kind of like the tragically hip, but you, Bigfoot is that to Americans? Like you, when you live here, like like it's one of those things where like, wait, you guys believe in Bigfoot? And they're like, yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, we fucking do, man. And they're like, oh okay, okay. So what if Chewbacca is real? Yeah, what if I could be friends with Chewbacca and he wants to hunt fucking socialists? And you're like, oh, I okay. Like, <laughs> I like the Bigfoot. It does make sense. Like, okay, it's a tall guy that wants to be left alone. Oh, you mean just like everyone's grandpa? Yeah, but no, he's but he's hairy. Yeah, he's, he's still like, but grandpa, he's a beast. Though. So, because like I want to like be friends with him, but I also want to kill him and eat him, and I want it to be okay. <laughs> this is in- so Jerry's interesting because if I was to make an all-time ECW roster, he would be way up there. But the time that he is in ECW, which is like to the bitter fucking end. Yeah, um, he's in the thing with the Sinister Minister, which I call Father James Mitchell, feuding with the FBI, and uh, he's in a tag team with Mikey Rick Whipwreck, who is like a very interesting character because Mikey Whipwreck comes into ECW as this little boy's gonna die, and then ends it as like this fat guy wants a sub. Yeah, no, this fat guy wants a sub and to worship Satan, and also he might have had sex once. 
Yeah, but, like, Mickey Rearpart just gained all this weight. And just I agree. Like a guy who's I I disagree. I fucking market. love Mickey Rearpart. I think that every iteration of him has been great. I love that he went nowhere else. Like it was literally like he was so in Mickey, WCW. Was he for like yeah. a second? Like he was like he was he yeah. was like all those ECW guys where it's like here's Mickey Whipwreck and see you later. Where they're like, oh fuck, I don't know, sign Mikey Whipwreck. All right, well he's gone. Mikey Whipwreck looks fucking sick now, by the way. No, he, he does was in not. WCW in late '99. Yeah, like, but the best WCW debut is the Sandman. Let's like, let's stop fucking fucking around here, everybody. Hey, man, like, I love the Sandman's the ECW or WCW run because it was like, yeah, I got steroids. Let's yeah, go. it's the best. Yeah, like. Oh my god, that that guy looks so great. How'd that happen? Oh, he is on steroids and let's be honest, cocaine. Uh, <laughs> can I just say this? Mickey Ripwreck really also looks like he believes in Bigfoot. You know what I'm saying? Mikey motherfucker. Jesus. What Christ. did I say? Mickey? You saying Mickey? I think saying Mickey like he trained Rocky. I always I thought he should have been called Mickey. I know it was Mikey, but Mickey Whipwreck is so much better. I like that. I like that you'll just be like, it should have been this. It should yeah. have been what I said it was. Yeah, I live it. I live in my. I live my. This is called living your truth, Dylan. That's actually sick. I live my truth too. Yeah. Also, we're just covering Tajiri and ECW. Everyone else get fucked. We're not covering everything else. I don't care about it. Yeah, any other we're not part covering when he was Regal's second. Yeah, we're not covering um, that amazing time when they basically just like William Regal has come out and been like, you know, the Carry On films. We just ripped those off, and <laughs> I rule. And everyone's like, he does. He did it. So Tajiri, um, Tajiri de- debuts in WWE uh, on May twenty fourth, two thousand one, and Woo! he debuts as a face. He Woo! was um, his Regal's assistant, uh... and basically Regal's heavy, which I thought was dope because then you could have the duality of like Regal is Regal and Tajiri have that like good back and forth, but Tajiri does all his fighting and people, completely, and Regal also has such a complicated legacy to me because he's. Um, he's an amazing wrestler, and then he, oh, he was a shooter at 16, and it's like it, it relies so heavily on people knowing behind the scenes of wrestling because his, he was a shooter at 16 and this real legitimate tough guy. But then, like, if you just follow kayfabe wrestling, if you like accept that as the world that this man has existed in, mostly what he did was like he was just like a a guy who had a lot of money who didn't like any American things. Do you know what I mean? So it's very interesting. What's also very interesting is he is a guy that very much had his in-ring career rewritten by the fact he became a beloved wrestling personality afterwards. Like, I remember when Mm -hmm. William Regal was in the ring and no one was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's a Steven Regal match on Worldwide. (laughs) Well, he was a classic, like, we're going to do it. We're going to make this guy a... He is viciously addicted to pills. We're gonna do it. We're gonna. The pills are back. You know he was. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh you know yeah. How he much was... of an addict you have to be to like have your. How much of an addict do you have to be that you got you? They just wouldn't let you leave Alaska. How fucked up are <laughs> yeah. you? Fuck, so fucked up. They're not let him on that plane. That's how fucked up he was, bro. Well, yeah, exactly. Like you're Jake the Snake Roberts, but Jake the Snake Roberts, his is charming. Crew, like no, I was you're, gonna say his true talent is that he could get it f- fucking nine alarm wasted and never show it. Yeah, that's the. By the way, that's the worst type of addict you can be. See, no, it's nice about me. I have two beers, and you're like, whoa, what's up with Hastings? Yeah, because I I just look drunk. <laughs> and that's good. That's a good thing. If you're if you're like Jake Roberts, where it's like that guy's had thirty beers, like, uh oh, he's headed for sad times. Oh my god, I hope he's doing a bunch of. Uh, I hope he spends the last parts of his life doing podcasts with an oxygen tank in a way where you're like, I know you're still smoking, Jake. I know you are. <laughs> 
Oh, he smokes cigarettes and loves pilly pills, apparently. But anyway. Um, so Tajiri, I think, is kind of fucked by the Alliance because, like, Regal turns heel and joins the Alliance and Tajiri feuds with him throughout late 2001. But it's like, you have to shoehorn in this shitty angle when... It was also... I know with Go ahead. Uh, Edge and Christian... Uh, Tajiri was off to a great start in WWF, and then he just had to like be absorbed into this shitty fucking alliance. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a very weird thing in that the the EC the alliance and invasion storyline was handled so badly, it kind of burns any of the good on either side. It's a weird thing about the post Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era is that remembering it is a lot more fun than living it. I do not remember being jacked for a Tajiri Regal segment at the time, and I was watching wrestling heavy. It's very much been retconned, and you were like, that's pretty good, because it was following all the Mick Foley backstage things, and Mick Foley, when he was the commissioner, was the best. Yeah, I I remember Tajiri and Regal being great together and really playing well off each other in that classic, like, Regal's such a piece of shit, he's keeping Tajiri down. But then, they, of course, because they have weekly television and everyone's on TV nine hours a day, um, Tajiri has to turn heel and he uh, gets Tori Wilson as his valet, valet and makes her be a geisha because it's 2001 Goodness. and, buddy, microaggressions don't exist yet. Yeah, micro what? No, ruthless aggression. <laughs> yeah, ruthless macroaggression. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> ruthless macroaggressions. Macro aggressions. Um, ladies Tajiri, and you're wearing this suit that's the same color as your skin because your character is you have no dick because no Asians have dicks. Ha <laughs> yeah. ha Dear Jerry, I just watched Full Metal Jacket. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and everyone just... Who showed him that movie? I guarantee Jim Ross. Who showed Vince that movie? Who did it? Like, do you think they get really? They used to get really upset when Vince would just start watching TV. Oh, they, yeah, just someone would tackle the TV. Like no yeah. one can see. He no. can't watch King of Queens. We'll have nine people who work for the UPS next week. Yeah, he's just watching a documentary on Hitler. United Pussy Service, United Punching <laughs> Service, United. No. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, I just watched this great comedy. It was called Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you run around naked and you have a camp and <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I, just, I, I got this couple of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I got this great idea for a heel. His name is Adolf Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made him up. He, st he, st he starts as a face. He does all this really good stuff. And then <laughs> <laughs> but then he has to die and then he loses, which is bad. Yeah, then he loses and then it's bad and we all cry. <laughs> So Tajiri feuds with Maven, which you can tell what they think of him. Oh, yeah. Can we classic. explain who Maven is? This is an insane thing about wrestling. Is that, ladies and gentlemen. Explaining who Maven is to the people that are on so our Patreon is an insane we're, idea. We're not who just doesn't on, know who fucking Maven is? Who's paying for this? Uh, so many people. Because if you got into wrestling, say, in 2005, and even if you went back, you could be like, this Maven guy's just a wrestler. Maven was the first ever winner of Tough Enough, and they leaned into him being something, and they gave him no well, gimmicks. No, they just didn't do anything with him. They were just like, this guy, I don't know, he looks like he... Speaking of who looks like he was a UPS driver... But he was on, first of all, Maven was a thoughty. Secondly, he had a gimmick, which was, I won the reality show. You can't be like, this guy won the reality show, and now he's from the desert. That's what they should do. They should have had him be who was in that Undertaker promo about the snakeskin boots. He should have been the boots. 
He should have been the boots. Yeah, I'm the boots. I'm the boot, and I'm the left one. <laughs> but he, he has to be like I'm Maven. And the other thing was they were like, okay, well we got to keep this guy off TV because he doesn't know how to wrestle yet. And then they realized how dumb tough enough is. Where it's like you've given however many hours of TV time for the viewer to like really start liking these people, but they've been wrestling for a year, so they yeah. can't wrestle yet. They can't wrestle yet, and the only moment that Maven really had was they had a moment where he eliminated the Undertaker. This really killed his heat because the, the, all the commentators were like, "Well, this little child's about to be murdered by the big boy. <laughs> Pretty big much, yeah. big boy going to eat little baby." Also, can I just say this about the Undertaker, who I guarantee still genuinely is upset at Maven for eliminating from the Royal Rumble? No one has done worse to their legacy. Ric Flair included, then Mark Calloway getting in front of microphones. Cause we all were like, I wonder what the undertaker is like. And now boring dad's friend. Hey, you remember your stepdad who had a shitty brother? That's the undertaker. Ah, let me see this. I don't really care for salad. Fuck you. <laughs> Salads for rabbits. I'm not a rabbit. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's think about this. Vince McMahon used a bunch of money to pay off fucking sluts. Yeah, well, he should be in the Hall of Fame. And you're just like, oh, fuck you, Mark. I mean, the first, obviously, the first 10 years. Yeah, I mean, even the first American Badass run is really good, but like he's for The Undertaker, so then he, the big evil one is bad. Uh, I disagree. That's what he, the oh, My yeah. Yard years are, are the best. This is it's just like a tired yard. guy who's like, yeah, I yeah. do all my promos sitting down. I yeah. want to ride a motorcycle because i want to sit down more yeah okay. <laughs> that's why so here's, here's what we're gonna do in the match is uh is, it's a sitting contest uh, i sit in the chair you sit in the chair whoever doesn't die wins <laughs> i so feel like i feel like giving run. you some heat i'm gonna win lose fuck you go ahead three years into his run Tajiri is uh, having some great matches with Rey Mysterio he's in the cruiserweight division which Ooh, they actually would have done it they had the loserweight fucking... division more like but think about the fucking division they had going. They had Tajiri, Mysterio, Super Crazy, and they all gave him, with the, with the exception of Mysterio, they all gave them gimmicks so racist, even saying them on a... Go ahead. Let's get through them. Let's go through them, baby. Oh, you want to know how they what how they debuted the uh, how they debuted Super Crazy and Psychosis as yes, the Mexicals? Oh, yeah. On riding lawnmowers? On riding lawnmowers. And uh, they actually which is racist for the early two thousands, which now in which now is like saying like, whoa, that guy's got a big dick for porn. It was the first time I remember in wrestling that even the audience was like, whoa, um, can we not? Can you not do this? Like, we would. I don't want to have to cheer for this. Like, we will cheer for it, but like, we don't want to. Could you not? Like, that was the first. No one liked it. No one liked it because they were like, it wasn't even like people booing it because you would do now where it's like a bunch of people who are like, oh, this is really awful. It was yeah. more like, what? The I've heck? been told I, I should have a girlfriend and I know that girls don't like this. So boo the Mexicals. That's the wrestling thought, by the way, when those things are being booed. I've been told there might be women here. We better impress them. Boo. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about wrestling that I don't think it's talked about enough. And I'm surprised it took me like seven full years for me to say this. Part of being a wrestling fan for, I'd say, 50 to 60% of wrestling fans is what if someone comes in and I'm watching this alone and the Mexicals were oh, so yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That's such a where great it's point. It's like someone comes in and you're watching 
three Mexican guys come down to the ring on a riding lawnmower and you're like, okay, whatever you want to watch. So I live this because I like wrestling and I particularly like putting on like old wrestling pay-per-views in the background, especially if I'm just rolling emails. Now, if you live with your girlfriend, which I'm lucky enough to do, that means that what Dylan is describing is my life. And what you realize as a wrestling fan, well-tenured for over 30 years of my life, I just don't know what people are going to react to. So I'm just sitting there just having a nice time, you know what I mean? Just enjoying it, just watching John Tenta sit on a bunch of people. And uh, my girlfriend made the great point, why does he sit down on them? Why doesn't he just jump on them for more impact? And I have to be like, because uh, he's the earthquake and that's how the move works. Like, can we not fucking <laughs> Can this? you like, stop finding very easy to find yeah. flaws in wrestling? This, is, this isn't Game of Thrones, this is wrestling. This was not written by people that read. <laughs> Just like I think we're, we're, I was talking about, like getting it sliding into the ring and back out of the ring, and like what it means to be in the ring versus out of the ring. We're during a countout, and we're like just happen to find so many flaws in it. And I'm like, yeah, you can't really talk about things in wrestling because you'll just find very clear flaws with it super easily. Yeah, like it's just like, okay, why don't they just slide in and out of the ring all the time? I don't because because fuck you. I don't know. Stop it. <laughs> so. uh Tajiri and Jamie Noble feuded for a bit. If you remember Jamie Noble, Jamie Noble is um, obviously who I—he's who I always think is commenting about CTE, but that's a different guy. That's Chris Nowitzki. It is Chris Nowitzki, but I always think Jamie it's, Noble and Chris so Nowitzki. Are, I know you—you're right. It's also how like I sometimes I'm like Paul London and Billy Kidman are the same guy, and I'm like they are not very different people. Billy Kidman should be one of the more decorated wrestlers ever. Never got an opportunity. Paul London, man, loves to smile. <laughs> so they give Tijiri kind of like a stable of uh, Akio and Sakota, and they wanted uh, Akio. Vince McMahon, uh, by the way, thought that those were all the same guy. Yeah, he was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Tijiri's a partner like, with Tijiri. Well, I don't know how he did it. Yeah, more friends. That's uh, hello, Tijiri. How did you make clones of yourself? Because if you can do that, I'm gonna kill my fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> they try and make Tijiri portray a Japanese gangster and he was worried that would anger the real Yakuza so he said no <laughs> I love Tajiri can you uh, hey we're in America we've broken the mob to the point that we literally make fun of them in rude stereotypes even though they're just murderers could you do that with your own organized crime uh, no I'm not mocking the the Yakuza I'm not mocking the uh, the people that looked at corporations and organized crime and went, let's put that together, but with so much murder. Like the Yakuza, <laughs> especially at this time, because they'd gotten to the point where they weren't allowed to carry, like they changed all the laws to stop them from beating the shit out of people all over Tokyo. So I think this is the period of time where the Yakuza were using bicycles to beat the fuck out of everyone, which let me say this right now. Fuck yeah. That's how you fucking organize crime. Bicycles? They weren't allowed to carry any other type of weapon, but there's bicycles all over Tokyo. So if they wanted to fuck someone up, they just pick up a bicycle and huck it at them. And I got to say this right now. That's how you fucking do it. That's how you fucking do it. That's Wrestling fucking Review crazy. endorses if Yakuza. That's true. That's nuts. It that's is like, true. Wrestling Review stands with Yakuza. We stand with them. <laughs> no, no, don't say that, you fucking asshole. <laughs> So um, he's in a three-way dance. Tajiri is at a. Tell you who else is in a three-way dance with us? The Yakuza. <laughs> no, we're not. I don't like them. Well, I don't particularly hate them either, though. I guess smart. I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. Oh, yeah, this I... is good. Um, Tajiri moves on to a company called Hustle in Japan, 
and um, he wrestles a guy named Razor Ramon Hardgay. <laughs> Do does, does this podcast occasionally become sentient and then tra- time travel? <laughs> <laughs> Razor Ramon yo, Hardgay. Yo, t- yo, Yoshiro. You're wrestle fucking Scott Hall, but super fucking into guys, bro. I do like the idea of like, uh, and this is Kevin Nash, super straight. Yeah. Uh, and this is X-Pac experimental. <laughs> Bisexual Pac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is bisexual. This is Eric bisexual Zhishoff. <laughs> he moves on and he wrestles in Japan. Um, really with, this is the interesting thing about Tajiri is like he comes back and wrestles in japan through new japan and all japan he wrestles in smash like he really does a very long and storied career in japan post wwe he obviously remember him for the what four years he was in wwe but post that or five years i guess if you count um his one night stand run no sorry he was in wwe for like a shitload of a long time yeah eight years and then he pops back to japan Kind of has a great run. I think he's still wrestling to this day. Yeah, he's still wrestling to this day. Also, um, he also obviously was in um, TNA where he, for a hot minute, where he just defeated a bunch of their signed wrestlers. Because yeah. let's go. Also, I believe that he uh, eventually faced the person that he was always accused of being a version of, the great Muda in Japan, which resulted in possibly the greatest entrance in the history of wrestling, which is that guy makes a wish and the great Muda comes back on the lamp and then he throws (laughs) it at the ramp and then a bunch of steam rises. It's the fucking best. It's the only... man. The Hakushi where Hakushi climbs out of his own grave to fight The Undertaker and he does the entire match in dirt is pretty fucking amazing. I don't think I've ever seen that. That is like a special... Uh, fuck! It was like the mid '90s WWE where they like were basically just it, they're making any money they possibly could. So they were telling all I don't forget what it was, but like they would uh, a Japanese company that they could just use whatever WWE character they wanted. The Undertaker and yeah, the Undertaker faced Hakushi, and Hakushi climbed out of his own grave. Oh my god! I want to watch that right now. It's pretty fucking crazy. Like he wrestles and like he's, he's taking bumps and dirt is just flying off of him, which is cra- a crazy ask for a wrestler to be like, "Uh, you're gonna be fucking covered in dirt for long enough that it's just." Yeah, like, I'm okay that he's dirty because it'll be it gets more dirt in my yard. Yeah, so then it resoils my yard. I need someone to yeah. He's, I don't need to, ch- to fucking pay that eleven year old. I don't fucking like fucking resod my yard. Fucking Hakushi's just gonna pop in. He'll resod in my yard. <laughs> so he wrestles for Smash. He wrestles for. Are you making these wrestling companies up? Hustle, Smash, Hyperbole. No, this is the thing. Wrestling in Japan don't obey the three letters, three. I know. Words I thing. love it. I dig it a lot. I like that they're just like, what's this wrestling company? Hope. <laughs> People. Yeah. Sunshine Wrestling Friends. Welcome to the Barbed Wire. Welcome to the Barbed Wire. Fuck you in the face match here in Teddy Bear. It is if you're like me hard to get into i remember it was like the fuck what company was it called i think it was dragon gate usa dragon gate usa um they had a title called the open the freedom gate title it's like i don't 
know who you can get in a company and make me care about who wins the open the free yeah gate go title. fuck yourself it's the same i'll tell you this the, East the highlander a- walks through and you have a real sword fight then I of do. course yes if it's the fucking kurgan versus uh, a frenchman who's inexplicably scottish yeah i'm fucking there but any other scenario, go fuck yourself. It's the, it's the way that I actually hate the FTW belt in AEW. Can I just say this as we end this episode? And may I just say this? I love Tajiri. I love that we talked about Tajiri. Mm-hmm. I think that he's the best. I think that more people should buy his merch. If you see Tajiri, just be like, yo, man, I want to hug you. But only if he wants to. Uh, is I fucking hate the FTW belt. I hate that it's in two promotions. I hate it so much. Could we have just left the million-dollar belt gimmick alone? That was great. We didn't need to do it 80 times. Suck me. I like the idea of the FTW belt and the million-dollar belt in in companies like wwe was in wwf was in the late 80s and AEW started out as which is there's no belts and having a belt is a real crazy thing and then some yes. guys like i have a belt because it's like what a fucking dick you have no but you don't have a belt only you know the champion kenny omega john moxley jericho these guys get the belt you don't get the belt you're a fucking idiot do you know what I mean? I agree. Like completely. that makes sense to me. Um, but like when it's like they have like nine thousand belts now, it's like of course you fucking have. Do you know what I mean? Like of course you have. It, it, it makes no sense to have a. Who cares? Just win a belt off of one of these other fucking losers. You. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the loser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm Just beat up some fan in the crowd for their belt. Yeah, exactly. Give me your fucking belt, man. I want to fucking have studs. Um, <laughs> exactly. I want to say this about Tajiri, and it is, I would say it is, Tajiri should be watched by um, the Young Bucks, should be watched by, a lot of the AEW sure roster could and be. he wrestled them, because he wrestled in the, uh, in the Cruiserweight Classic be as better. well, in be NXT, better. he had a little comeback to uh, WWE in 2016, He certainly did, but it's again one of those things where Tajiri, as a smaller wrestler, really shows how to be intimidating, different, and unique, and I think that that is something that could be learned in modern wrestling, where a lot of people literally go like, I'm going to do the style of this guy, but now, where it's Tajiri is taking elements of other things he learned from Japanese and Mexican wrestling, and adapting it for himself in the American style, then bringing that to the world, and that's exactly what I want to see. His matches are always interesting and engaging. He's a versatile performer. He uses what he can, and if he can't use it, well, then he gets what he does. He moves to another company called Swell. Yeah. Think about this, though. When he arrives in ECW, he's great in ECW early on, but he really gets his character probably five years into wrestling, which is pretty much... There's a lot more left on the table back then, too. Like, there's, you know, this is... When he comes of age, he's one of the first guys to be like a 190-pound wrestler who's on like American television. So it's like a lot easier for him to stand out. Right Now it's like, now the way to stand out is seemingly like be 66280 and just be like, my finishing move is a double axe handle. Yeah, you basically Brian Cage is about to become the... Uh, Brian Cage is like 5'8". He's not, he doesn't stand out anyway. Is Brian Cage 5'8"? I always think of him as Brian being Cage a big... Brian Cage is very short. Really? That's why he's never been signed by W. I guarantee Vince McMahon was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Little baby. Want to kiss him? Um, 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 Can I eat you? Are you one of the road warriors, but you're 10? Yeah, he keeps just throwing up on Brian Cage. What's wrong with you? Ew, 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 ew. You're a toilet. You're a toilet for my loads. 
Uh, here's my question, ladies and gentlemen, as we end the mm-hmm. episode. How many more days until Enzo de- debuts in AEW? Ooh. They're going to have to do something. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think Enzo shows up. Look, that's what Enzo. they need. They need more wrestlers. They need they need Correct. to hire anyone that's ever. They should hire Todd Bridges too. He was on reality. They just need to like Tony Khan's just addicted to that. Deb- he watches for sure. He just watches, which I obviously have a ton. Is debut and return pops, and he just oh, wants that to be his wrestling best. company. Which is like, no man, you need to like tell. You need to like have them do things. No man, you anyway. need to. You also need to not have a champion who's got a weird sweaty chest hair face, and I fucking hate. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone suck no, my. No, we fucking gotta asshole. do best and worst. You stupid fuck. Best thing about Tajiri is that he was born. Worst thing about Tajiri is that he will die one day. Uh, best thing about Tajiri, I'm gonna say, is um, Dem Kicks. I think that they, it's an absolute. Yeah. I think it's an absolute asset to the business. I think everyone could learn from how he made all of those the moves that were done. He says, "John, the business. Hunter I'm in. I, I'm John Hunter McMahon Hastings." <laughs> um, and I think that he's just. I think he is a much more of an innovator than he gets the credit for. Yeah, he's not one someone you would immediately think of when you think of uh, innovators, but that's because he has never like left a company in a half or turned down anything except for hey you're in the yakuza and he was like no please don't please don't get my family killed by a bunch of people wielding bicycles <laughs> here's my favorite thing about tajiri and it's something he lost because he was in wwe and he couldn't he was no longer in a cruiserweight promotion i really like that his finishing move in ecw was the brain buster because he's it's one of those things where it's like the coolest thing about him was his kicks but his kicks weren't the finisher in the match so he could do them the entire match and make them fun rather than constantly doing your own finisher and it's like okay these kicks are really devastating well then why hasn't he just finished the match a thousand times already completely i also think that he was one of those i always love a guy who has a move that you can't actually do the tarantula being one is that it, you're using the ropes it's broken mm-hmm. but it was just that match looks so f- that move just looks so fucking like what the fuck that it's sort of cool that you get it for five tarantula seconds and it's gone broke ECW though, because ECW is supposed to be every match is no DQ and he just stops the having the tarantula in. Like why it's no DQ? He should be able to keep that move on for. It's a great minutes. point. That's a great That's point that I never noticed. Refused to notice. I refuse. That's the thing about ECW that was stupid. Where it's like. Okay, That's what was no stupid DQ. about ECW, Dylan. That's what was stupid. <laughs> Sexism was good. Everything else was good. It's just the rope stuff. No, the ropes thing was like. It's no DQ. You can bring a real gun in. Look at New Jack. He brought the LAPD, and they're going to beat up every single wrestler who's holding cigarettes because they think cigarettes are illegal in New York. But if you fucking touch those ropes, I'll fucking kill your whole family. Like I just like the idea that he's bringing a fucking gun to the ring. <laughs> the gun's on the ropes. Throw it out. Yeah, 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 rules yeah. or rules. I, my name is the Nightmare Pedophile. <laughs> Whoa, the Nightmare Pedophile. That guy would yeah. have been ECW Television Champion for two years. The World TV Title. If Rob Van Dam loses, he has to find and give the pedophile a hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he has to find it first in a bunch of vignettes. <laughs> Who else, There's by the way? Hit. He's gonna Can- lose. I, I recommend everyone here get the Patreon video for this episode only because you get to watch three minutes of Dylan do customer service work. And then at the end, you can watch his eyes shift back and forth as he starts that riff. And it's like, oh, no, there's only one way I can take this hard turn. 
Thank you guys so much for listening and uh, for being woke to the lies of yeah, that's the right. left. That's correct. Thank you, everyone here, for realizing that the lamestream media has corrupted mm-hmm. us. Now let us all worship at the at the at the toes of our one and true king, PewDiePie. Boop on your nose. Bye bye.